Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. The Saints are back in action after their bye week. The Saints held a bonus practice Monday with head coach Dennis Allen and players speaking to the media then, and it's clear everyone is ready to attack the last stretch of the regular season. Well, look, number one, I mean, I think um, just getting a chance to hit the reset button just a little bit. Um, you know, we played 13 weeks in a row, and, and we're one of six teams that, that did that. Um, and. Uh, it, like it's hard playing 13 weeks in a row in this in this league, and, and um, you know, so I think number one is getting a chance to hit the reset button a little bit, uh, focus in on the things that we have to do to improve over these last four weeks, and, and uh, continue to try to you know win games. And so, um, I think that's where our team's at. I, you know, um, I got no challenge with the effort of the players. I think our players are playing really hard. Um, I go back and look at the I showed the team today the 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 uh, fumble that Cam caused in the in the Tampa Bay game. I mean, that's it's a hell of an effort play, and so guys are playing hard. Um, you know, we just gotta we just gotta execute a little bit better at certain times. Tight end Taysom Hill noted that it was good to take the break, get healthy. There's been a lot of players dealing with injuries, and just to relax, put what's happened the first 13 games of the season behind them, and really focus in on what's ahead. We've had our fair share of injuries this year, so I think the biggest thing is just trying to get guys healthy. Um, you know, even the guys that are playing are always dealing with something. So I think overall, getting back to full health and and I think after playing 13 straight weeks, you know, mentally it's nice to be able to to get a little break. Um, and I felt like the vibes coming into the locker room was really positive. Um, you know, we we have a guaranteed four more games, and so I think everyone's here committed to give it everything we have for the next four. Linebacker Demario Davis talked about the team's mentality and the resiliency of the squad. I'm, I'm big on controlling what you can control. And for me, it's always controlling my mindset. And my mindset is attack the day and use every opportunity uh, to be a light for those around me. And um, I'm excited about the opportunity to be able to come down the stretch and, and find a way to um, I think I've done some good things this season, but do even better. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the, the opportunities that I have to continue to raise my level of play, and hopefully that's a light to those around me. And I, and I feel confident about the guys in the locker room um, attacking it with the right mindset. So that's exciting. Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, um, I've been here five years now, and we've we faced a ton of adversity in all the different types of settings we've had. Success in the middle of the road, success in the beginning, success at the end when we're playing the conference championship. Uh, we've had adversity strike at different times. And this team, this city has always been resilient. And I've, so I wouldn't expect anything other than that. No, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're all professionals, you know. So I, I think the expectation from week to week doesn't change. You know, again, as you mentioned, this is my sixth year and this is – this is uncharted territories um, the last few years. and um, But look, I, I think it's an opportunity for the guys that have been around here to, to step up, make sure you have the right mindset, mentality moving forward, and 
making sure that we kind of set the standard as far as where the energy, commitment, you know, all of that. In talking to players in the locker room this week throughout the facility, there's been one common theme. Everybody really feels like they've been in most of the games this season. It's been frustrating for them. It's been frustrating for the fans because just one thing here or there could have really turned some of these games around and ended up with victories for the Saints. Look, I think I think ultimately it gets down to our ability to go out and make plays on the field. And, and I, I feel like, you know, in each one of these games, you know, there's a handful of plays that we have an opportunity to make that we that we haven't made that that you know, kind of makes a difference between between winning and losing. And this is a, you know, you're, it's a highly competitive uh, league. And so the difference in winning and losing is a, is a small, small margin, fine line. For head coach Dennis Allen, however, it's not so much about closing out the games, but not putting themselves in the positions where they're in close game situations at the end. Well, I don't really look at it nearly as much as how we're going to close out these games. I look at the opportunities that we have to take advantage of during the game uh, where you don't put yourself in those positions. Um, you know, I, I, we've got to do a better job both offensively and defensively on third down. We haven't been as good as we need to be. We're middle of the pack uh, in terms of that. Um, that's been an area that, you know, over the long haul offensively, we've been very good. It's been something that over the last few years, we've been pretty good defensively. So, um, you know, I think I think converting third downs, which will help us in terms of time of possession, because you know we're towards the bottom of the league in terms of time of possession. I think that uh, plays a big factor in 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 uh, you know when the opposing offense has the ball for more than you do, they get more shots on goal, and so um, third down will be a big part of that. We've been talking about the NFC South for months now. It is still a possibility that the Saints can go on a run here and be alive in the NFC South standings at the end of this thing going into the playoffs. They have to win this game against the Falcons. The Saints, the players, they're not really worried about the standings. And the standings, you know, has never been a motivator for me, um, I think. We have the incredible opportunity to play this this wonderful game, um, and the only way to to show gratitude is to give your best effort every day. And so I think it's using all the resources that are around you, that are around you, to try to bring out your best uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and I think that's the motivation every day is to be the best player that you can be. And I think you know we have four four weeks uh, minimally to to do that. And so I'm excited. Defensive end Cam Jordan piped in about not worrying about what everybody else is saying, but just really focusing in on your work and the leadership in the room and what they want to accomplish. We have to find a way to finish this last four games out strong. That's what we're worried about. If you're worried about outside opinions, that has never mattered in this locker room. Our core group of guys has always been tight. Nobody's turned on anybody. and we've all, in, fact, in fact, we've looked at each other to, to respond with more. You know, we said, hey, we're going to own this turnover ratio this game. We had two turnovers this past game. We got to have three. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Whatever it, whatever it takes to win, we got to figure out that win. I mean, there's four games left, and even if we win out all four games, even when we win out all four games, it's not going to be guaranteed we get into the playoffs because we've done this to ourselves now. We've been in the game, uh, you know, 13 games in. We've had a, at least 10 of them what feels like in control, and if they don't finish that way, that's on us. 
The Saints hold their official practices Wednesday through Friday this week. They'll have a walkthrough on Saturday as they get those final preparations done for their game against the Falcons on Sunday. They are back in the Superdome. It is round two. They opened the season at Atlanta. It was that crazy game where they went on a 16-point comeback, two touchdown drives, a 51-yard field goal from kicker Will Lutz to come back and get that win in Atlanta. Our guest today, he's gone through his fair share of Saints-Falcons rivalry games. Former Saints linebacker Scott Shanley. Shanley is now an analyst for Yearview. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Coming off of bye week, your former player, what is the focus and the benefit of taking that time off? Well, I think a lot of guys, just with the with the way the wear and tear of the NFL season goes, obviously when you get a bye week, it's it's physical rest. Physical rest is, is always needed and, and can be used during the NFL season. But I think more than anything, a lot of times it's a mental break. You get a mental break away from the normal routine of, of Monday through Sunday, your NFL schedule. You get away. You maybe watch some other teams you haven't watched much. You get to spend time with family. You get to travel a little bit. So I think more – then just a physical break, you get a mental break, and that helps you refresh for the rest of the season. With the way the Saints season has gone, what do you think they need to attack with their first week back from the bye? Well, I just think being, being aggressive. I think offensively, you know, there's been weeks where you've seen some aggressiveness come out, big plays down the field, taking chances. I think at this point in the season, you can open up the offense. You can you can take those shots down the field, get those exciting plays, get those momentum plays, because that feeds over to the rest of your team. Defensively, it'll feed over to creating more takeaways. Uh, special teams, it'll it'll feed over to maybe more big returns in the return game, kick return, punt return, maybe a punt block. So I think when you take big play, big chances on offense, it creates excitement throughout the rest of your team. And that can also be on defense, too, blitzing guys more, bringing corner blitzes, safety blitzes. Those types of things create a lot of energy on the sideline. Defensively, we saw the Saints start forcing some takeaways there against Tampa Bay. What do they need to do to continue that trend? Yeah, it just it's, it goes with the trend of being aggressive. And I think when when this Saints team plays its best football, especially talking about defense, you've seen them be aggressive in the way they call plays. You, you see them be aggressive in nickel blitzes, linebacker blitzes, corner blitzes. Those types of things create chaos for an offense. And when you don't know who's blitzing from where – and you see multiple different fronts. So that's the one thing that I think I've always been impressed with with DA is um, just the amount of different personnel on the defensive field, a three-man down line, a four-man down line. You'll see five guys down, six DBs, five DBs. So when you do that and you create all those types of multiple looks, it confuses offenses, and now you can be really aggressive in the blitz game. Offensively for the Saints, it's been a struggle to get into the end zone every time. They're definitely moving the ball. They're finding some rhythm. What do they need to focus in on to be more effective when they get in within the 20? Yeah, it's it's really big. If you look at the NFL, obviously everybody talks about turnover margin, takeaway margin, those things. And those are the keys to winning third down percentage. But if you really look out throughout the league, the, the teams that are having success and finding ways to win games are those teams, like you said, that get into the red zone and find ways to get into the end zone, not just kick field goals. Because I've sat in the defensive meeting rooms where we've sat there and said, listen, let the offense move up and down in between the 20s. If you make them kick five field goals, it's hard to win games with 15 points. So that is a key for most defenses. The offenses are very talented. You want to hold them to field goals. So when you talk about the Saints offense, you've seen some games this year. The best games they've played is when they've had a lot of success in the red zone. That starts with taking care of the football. At least get three points. If you can't get three points, you don't want to turn the football over. So I think once you get inside that 20, 
you don't want to get overly conservative, but I think that's when you see the Taysom Hill packages become more effective. That's when you see some of the most creative plays out of this offense. Looking towards the opponent that we have coming up here in the Atlanta Falcons, it's a big rivalry. What do you remember about this matchup? <laughs> there, there were a lot of memorable games from Atlanta. The one thing I learned is when I got to New Orleans, the uh, the the vitriol, the hatred between the cities fuels this rivalry. And I think that's the fun part as a player is you know the Saints-Falcons rivalry is there, but it really is there because of the cities. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the people in the cities, they really, they really relish this game and they love – the Falcons Saints week. And I think as players, the longer we were there and you see it now with guys like Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram, guys who were there when we were played the Atlanta Falcons, it was, it was a battle. It was a four quarter game. It was going to go into overtime. So I have a lot of memories because those games were important. I think the rivalry is what it is, is because is because those teams were good at the time, you know, they were competing for NFC South games. So I remember a ton of games that came down to the fourth quarter to overtime and every single play mattered. And, and that's what makes this rivalry special. Looks like the Falcons are going to make a switch at quarterback, one with their rookie, Desmond Ritter. How is that going to change the Saints' approach the second time around? Yeah, I think it changes a lot. I really do. I think Marcus Mariota being a veteran quarterback and his skill set presents a way different challenge than facing Ritter and a young quarterback. And what they're going to do offensively, it's going to be way more vanilla. They're going to try to protect him a little bit more. They're going to try to run the football, maybe more drop back play action passes. Whereas with Marcus Mariota, he he has the ability to scramble. It's a lot more college style offense, RPO running game. And so as a defensive player, you 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 like two things about this. You don't have to defend the quarterback's legs, which is always mm -hmm. tiresome as a defense player. And secondly, you get a young quarterback who hasn't had the experience that Mariota has. So, you know, the offense will be a little bit more basic. And now, like we said before, you can be more aggressive on defense and really bring the heat. Any keys, things that you think the Saints need to do in order to get a victory on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think the, the same thing that has been the key for this team all year long. And it's really come down to three things, taking care of the football, penalties, and third down. I think if this offense can find a way to stay on the field, we've seen games where the Saints offense has played really well. You go back to the Raiders game, they played really well. When they this team puts together a complete game, offense plays well, defense plays well, they can play with absolutely anybody in the NFL. It's just take care of the football and, and have a great third down percentage. Throw in your red zone percentage. If you can do those things, obviously everybody's trying to do that. If you can do those things, you're going to have success and probably get a W. All right, before I let you go, any players that have stood out to you on the Saints team this season, people that you've been impressed with? Oh, there's been there's been a lot of guys. And I know it's been a, a season that a lot of Saints fans have been a little bit frustrated with, but there have been bright spots on this team. There have been so many players. And it's been one of the things we've talked about a lot this year is injuries. So many guys have been hurt. We haven't been able to see everybody out there every single week. We haven't even seen, to, in my opinion, this Saints team at full strength throughout the entire year mm -hmm. just because of all the injuries. So I think Pete Warner, obviously playing linebacker, I, I'm excited to see him back late in the year, leading the team in tackles when he went down. I think he has a bright future. Caden Ellis has been outstanding at linebacker. Rashid Shahid has been unbelievable. I mean – I found out Weber State has a really good football team because of him. <laughs> I mean, it's kudos to, to Jeff Ireland, to Mickey Loomis, the, front, the, the office, the scouting department, finding players like this who can come in, make plays, and he's taken advantage of every single opportunity he's gotten. So there's been a lot of guys that when you look at the Saints team, I think have really bright futures that have found themselves, they've added to their resume, and that's really what the NFL is. you got to add to your resume every day. Been a lot of really good players this year that I think are going to play football a long time because they take advantage of their opportunities.
Appreciate Scott taking the time to talk Saints and Falcons week. You can catch more of that interview on this week's pregame show Sunday as part of the breakdown presented by Microsoft Teams. On Friday's episode, we'll have Fox sideline reporter Christina Pink. She's on the call for Sunday's game. She actually started her career in Jackson, Mississippi, where she covered the Saints Super Bowl in 2010 and then worked here in New Orleans at WGNO. It's going to be fun to have her on the podcast on Friday, reminisce on some of those times and talk about what she's been getting into this season on the Fox sidelines. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.